Hey everybody, good day to you. This is Ray Kozak from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center, New York. So good to see you. Happy November. Happy All Saints Day. We have our altar uh, decorated in white to remember uh, those saints, those uh, loved ones uh, who are in Christ, who uh, have done what we see here today in John chapter 6, those who are kept um, by Jesus in faith. So uh, we're going to uh, it's a long reading today, John chapter 6, so we're going to jump right into it. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this word, uh, the amazing word showing us how Jesus comes to us and gives us um, himself to feast on by faith. And we pray that you would, would open our eyes and our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're also very thankful for, uh, and we remember specifically on Sunday coming up, we'll celebrate All Saints Day uh, in our church. So um, we'll remember those uh, who have fallen asleep in the Lord and... Um, and of course, uh, you know, as part of the grieving process, uh, we grieve as those, uh, we don't grieve as those who have no hope, which means we grieve as those who do have hope, but it still means we grieve. Uh, so we'll do that on Sunday. We'll grieve and celebrate those who have gone before us in this journey. All right, John chapter six. It is a long reading, has uh, about three different stories in it, including a really long discourse or exchange between Jesus and uh, some crowds. Uh, all right, so let's read. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, a second time Passover is mentioned here in the gospel. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. I love this, by the way. Uh, it's the same thing he asks us in the church. Where, how are you going to supply the needs for Clarence or wherever we're located? How are you going to do it? And we're like, I don't know. Jesus says it to us to test us because uh, he knows what he's going to do through us. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread, six months labor, would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, Well, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? By the way, that's probably about right for uh, dinner for Jesus and his uh, disciples. Five barley loaves, two fish, that would be just about right for uh, a small dinner for them. But they're going to give it up. Uh, who knows who the boy is, right? Maybe it's one of, uh, one of their nephews or something. Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. So it's probably at least double that number of people. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. By the way, this is uh, sign uh, number four uh, in this gospel. Um, how Jesus breaks the bread and, and does this miracle of providing uh, uh, for them. Verse 12, and when, the, with, when, excuse me, and when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then, that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is a significant verse. 
uh, to, to see that the people wanted this kind of king, the king who will do signs, the, the king who can do miracles, the king who will provide all the things we need. They want to make him king by force. Uh, I have in my Bible a little note written. Um, they want to make him the bread king. Uh, kind of an interesting thing here. And so there's a contrast between disciples and the crowds and what they want to do with Jesus as we see after this next story. Here we go. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, in Greek, Ego and me, I am. In English, it is I. Do not be afraid or stop being afraid. Then they were glad to, and this, I put a note here in my Bible. In Greek, the word is receive, the same thing as uh, uh, the beginning of this gospel. Anyone who received him, to them he gave uh, the right to become children of God. So here it says, then they were glad to take him into the boat or receive him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So contrast here, the crowds wanted to make him king by force. The disciples, who had been afraid, received him into the boat. They let him come in. So a totally different, uh, are we going to um, take Jesus' agenda and make him do what we want? Or are we going to let him into the boat with us and uh, let him do his thing? All right. Now we have this long discourse, this, the rest of this chapter. And it's a beautiful chapter about... Uh, Jesus being the living bread, the one um, more than Moses, more than the man of God himself coming uh, to give us himself, and how some people just can't handle uh, the, the words that he gives, and uh, many disciples leave him. But this is a beautiful picture. Uh, in the Reformation, they decided not to use this text uh, to talk about the Lord's Supper, although there are many Lord's Supper overtones. Um, they decided to say, hey, this is mostly just talking about faith, and Jesus is using figurative language. Now we, we more see it's both and. It is much spiritual, figurative language, but there's also things about the Lord's Supper in here. So I'll just leave that for your, uh, for your meditation. All right, verse 22. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, seeking Jesus, probably in the synagogue, we'll see verse 59. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? It's like, Jesus, you didn't have a boat. Like, how'd you get here? Jesus answered them, truly, truly. I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, not just the bread, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. And then he says, do not work for the food that perishes. Uh, he's literally saying, stop working for the food that perishes, um, for those bread fragments, those things, uh, just enough to fill you up for the day. Kind of like John 4, he's like, you, you need the water that will satisfy forever. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? I love this. I love this verse. Highlight this. Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. 
What work can we do? No works. Just believe, trust in the one he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What works? What work do you perform? Oh, come on. You guys just saw it. In fact, you, because you saw all his signs, you wanted to make him king. Oh. Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it's written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. All right, so they bring up manna and Moses's, um, God using Moses to bring this manna. And, um, and they remember the bread from yesterday and, and they're, they're wondering, well, what works are you going to do to show uh, that we should believe in you? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus is going to call himself, um, as he does here, the bread of God, uh, the bread of life a couple times coming up, uh, the bread that comes down from heaven, uh, the living bread, um, the, and here the bread of God that is given to be eaten. Uh, amazing stuff. So Jesus will, will take this uh, metaphor and take it to himself. Verse 34, they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am, again, ego me, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son, and from other parts in the gospel, this means looking on him on his cross, John 3, 15, 16, 17, and other, John 5, other places, John 12. Whoever looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. That's exactly what we celebrate uh, today on All Saints Day, this coming Sunday, uh, when we celebrate All Saints Day. We remember that Jesus does not lose any, that he does not cast out any who come to him, that he keeps them all to eternal life. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Those words are for me and for you. So the Jews, verse 41, they grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. Interesting here, he says, don't grumble. Just believe that I am calling you. Uh, I am drawing you. Don't, with, don't resist this drawing of God that he is doing of my Father toward you. Verse 45, it's written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. These beautiful words. Jesus here is talking about his cross, but he's also talking about what he's still doing. He still gives us his flesh, his body to, to, to 
eat at the Lord's Supper. Um, and again, we receive it by faith. Verse 52, the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Yeah, wouldn't that just like be absurd to them? So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, now Jesus ramps it up, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, present tense, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. That means remains in me and I in him. By the way, that, that's the same word, obviously, abide, abode, lives in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever, whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? And again, these are his disciples. Verse uh, 61, but Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. Um, interesting how Jesus both says, Come to me, and you can't come to me. It's like it leaves us in a place of desperation. And that's exactly as, you know, all these other places in the, in the scripture, especially Matthew, Mark, and Luke, how he says you have to be like little children, uh, just unable on your own to uh, sustain yourself. Um, like you have to be like babies. And uh, it leaves us this place where we've got nothing except like, I can't even come to you, Jesus. Uh, we, it, it gives us this like reliance only on, on Jesus. I've got nothing. I can't even come to you on my own, even though you say I've got to. Um, and so that's exactly what, where God wants us, in a place of desperation, clinging only to him. And let's end the chapter here. Um, verse 66. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. All right, uh, that's it for today. Have a good day. Talk later. Godspeed. Bye.